Green Team Academy podcast, episode 25, Eight Psychological Strategies for Tackling Climate Change from the Australian Psychological Society. If you're ready to become an eco-leader in your community, then you're in the right place. I'm Joan Gregerson, and I work to help teams make a big impact fast. Don't forget to head over to greenteamacademy.com to get your very own Green Team Essentials. I put these together for you because this is exactly what I wished I had had when I was starting out. Join our fabulous community, download the free guide to 12 common but easily avoidable mistakes, and hop into our podcast discussion group. I can't wait to meet you there. And now, let's get started. Well, hello there, green team. Welcome back. Thanks for being with me today. We talk a lot about the more that you know about climate change, the more weighty it is. So I'm really excited about today's episode because I'm going to share with you a resource. It's a free download from the Australian Psychological Society, and it's called the Climate Change Empowerment Handbook. From the psychologist perspective, When they're looking at climate change, they're seeing it as this urgent threat to humanity and to other species. We've known about this for quite a long time, but we're not really making the changes that would be commensurate with the threat that we're facing. So what this handbook is offering is the psychologist's take on what the cognitive biases are that prevent us from acting and some strategies that we can use to engage more effectively. Let's start by looking at some of the cognitive biases that they identify that we need to overcome to properly address climate change. One example is that humans, how humans make sense of facts does not simply follow from rational interpretations of scientific evidence. I mean, that's kind of scary, but that's us, that's humans. Humans are prone to exaggerate some risks, like those that are spectacular, beyond personal control, that are discussed a lot, or highly visible. It affects them personally, or if it's imposed by a clear enemy. At the same time, we tend to downplay other risks, those that are common, familiar, invisible, long-term, gradual, natural, affect others, not self, and lack any clear bad guy. So unfortunately, climate change is often described in that way, that it's something remote and distant in time and in space, and it's this global thing that maybe some global leaders or some other governments, our governments or other governments will solve. So it's not something that is seen that it's something that we personally need to to handle. And the risks don't seem as immediate because... They're not being described in a way that we're conditioned to react. Another bias is that the way people see the risks associated with climate change are influenced by our values, beliefs, worldviews, cultural identity. So if you're somebody that already believes in climate change and you're already concerned about it, you're going to read more news that confirms it and digs in deeper. Whereas people who don't believe in it or who are heavily invested in a world governed by fossil fuels, they might veer more towards news that questions climate science. 
that is a problem because it can that can lead us to avoid or forget vital facts about climate change that would require us to change our own beliefs and behaviors. Another couple of biases is that some people are, are deeply resistant to change to the system that they are familiar with. And so that gives us this tendency to think that the way things are right now are right and just. There's also something called cognitive dissonance, which is when what we know conflicts with what we do. So if it's hard to change our behavior, for example, driving or flying, because our lives are very dependent on that, then instead what sometimes we'll do is we'll just change our thinking and say, well, I guess it's not that big of a deal. It doesn't really matter. The problem is with someone else, not me. Those are just a few of the cognitive tricks and biases that us humans use so it can make it hard for us to really appreciate the size of the threat and to urgently do something. But the good news is that psychology also teaches people how to help cope with and come to terms with the implications of climate change. And this is summarized in this handbook with eight strategies that make up the acronym ACTIVATE, A-C-T-I-V-A-T-E. I'll run through these very quickly here, and there's lots more information in the handbook. A is for acknowledge feelings. C is create social norms. T, talk about it. I, inspire positive visions. V, value it. A, act. T, time is now. E, engage with nature. I'm not a psychologist, but I would add on two more letters which don't fit in any way at all into the acronym. But the first is G for gratitude. By looking at everything with gratitude, the fact that there even is a planet that sustains life, that is a miracle. That is just so incredible. And the fact that you and I are here on the planet and have this limited time to experience it, and there, there are elephants on our planet, and rhinoceroses, and giraffes, and all these amazing things, and people. I think if we can bring that perspective, it raises this challenge from not just psychological to more spiritual. It can be linked to the meaning of our life and the purpose of why we're here. And the other letter I would add to this is, let's say, S for self-care. If you are working in this area as an eco-leader, I urge you to take time to really take care of yourself. It's like being in a, a public health emergency or a, after a natural disaster. This is, this is really something big and not something that we are readily able to cope with without proactively taking better care of ourselves. So those are the two letters I would add. G for gratitude, S for self-care. In the show notes over at greenteamacademy.com, I will leave links to the resources from the Australian Psychological Society. That includes the Empowerment Handbook, as well as a separate graphic that you can download that is a really nice thing that you could put up on the wall or use with a group. Illustrates that acronym with the eight strategies. 
In the show notes, I'll also include a link to episode five, how having conversations about climate change is one of the most important climate actions that we can take. And I don't know about you, but listening to those strategies really makes me hopeful because those are definitely things that we can do. And as we realize what our biases are that make it more confusing, then it's, it's something that it makes it easier to understand why we haven't been able to make the change. And it shows us exactly what we need to do to be able to get right back on track. All right, that wraps it up for episode 25. Thanks for listening and love to hear your ideas for strategies for tackling climate change. So let us know over in the podcast discussion group. Thanks again, and I'll see you right back here soon on the Green Team Academy podcast. You, my friend, are doing such important work. Caring about the planet and trying to figure out how to make an impact fast You're exactly the kind of person that our world needs more of. To make sure that you're not wasting your precious time or energy, make sure you head over to greenteamacademy.com. Check out the expert trainings that are available and get your Green Team Essentials so you'll get the support you need. Thank you for everything you're doing and I'll see you right back here next time on the Green Team Academy podcast.